0: Hello and welcome to the Tax & Money Tavern Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things tax-related, finance, economics, business, All the exciting things, basically. The goal is to entertain you and also provide some interesting insights. I'll be experimenting with the form of the podcast, but we will likely to have a few segments. On today's first episode, um, I'll include an interesting tax case, a new segment on clean vehicle tax credit, and answers to two frequently asked tax questions. This is a brand new podcast brought to you by Lilia CPA, a New York registered tax practice with a dedicated YouTube channel, which you should check out if you like this content and want some variety. Also, I have to put a disclaimer that the podcast is not your tax guide and not professional advice. This is just a way to have fun while learning something new and hopefully useful. All right, let's get into it. So the basic income tax premise in the US is actually quite simple in that... All income is taxable unless specifically excluded. Yes, even if you find property such as pirate's treasure, it is taxable. There is a very interesting tax case called the Cesarini case, which is basically a found treasure type of case. In 1957, a married couple purchased a very old used piano. It was standing in their house for a few years. Someone probably played it once or twice, or maybe they were prominent pianists, I actually don't know Uh, But I do think that no one actually touched it for years and years Because a long time after they had purchased it, they decided to clean it And upon cleaning it, they found almost $4,500 inside the piano Frankly, it was very old currency, so the couple exchanged it and reported the amount as income on their income tax return in 1964. As a result, they ended up paying $836 on the found treasure. In 1965, though, the couple decided to amend the tax return, claiming that the treasure was found and not earned, and therefore should not be taxable. However, the commissioner of the Internal Revenue refused to issue the refund, and the Cesarinis filed a lawsuit in court. The couple alleged three things. First, that the income shouldn't be taxable because it was found, it wasn't earned in any way. Second, that the piano was purchased in 1957, so even if income was supposed to be taxable, it should have been taxed in 1957 when the piano was bought. And third, if this found treasure is taxable, it should be taxed at capital gains tax rate because it came in the piano that they bought and didn't dispose of. Well, as you may have guessed already, the court rejected all three claims of the couple and recognized the found treasure as income taxable at ordinary marginal tax rates since then we all know that all income in the united states is taxable unless specifically excluded by the internal revenue code and found treasure is not one of the exclusions from income There are definitely some items that are being excluded from income, and uh, some of the things that come into mind are uh, unrealized income. For example, if you purchase stocks or some kind of property and it appreciates in value, you're not going to pay tax on the appreciated value until you dispose of the property. Also, gifts and inheritances are usually not taxed to the donee. Life insurance proceeds, scholarships for merit, Uh, Distributions from qualified tuition programs are excluded from income. Also, payments for injury and sickness are usually not taxable. Uh, Employee fringe benefits. And also, what else? Uh, There is a foreign earned income exclusion, which is around $100,000 of foreign earned income uh, that can be excluded from your taxable income per person per year and yeah so that concludes the segment and on to the news i'm sure most of you have heard of a thing called inflation reduction act which was signed on august 16 2022 by president biden and one of the interesting things about this act that concerns taxes is the clean tax tax credits on various things uh, and if you want to know more about the clean tax credits or efficient energy property you know personal property improvements to a house uh, feel free to check out my youtube video uh, where i discuss these in detail and by the way i will put in the description of this episode all the links to the sources for the material as well as the uh, video uh, links that i mentioned on this episode so When it comes to the Inflation Reduction Act, I just want to specifically talk about the Clean Vehicle Tax Credit. So the new Clean Vehicle Tax Credit goes up to $7,500 and for cars that were previously owned, the credit is either $4,000 or 30% of the purchase price, whichever is less. But the interesting thing about the credit is that uh, there is a transferability option of the credit, which means that you can claim this credit at the time of purchasing the car instead of you purchasing the car and then wait to claim the credit until The following year, when you file your income tax returns, you can actually go ahead and use this credit as an upfront down payment on the clean vehicle uh, without having to wait for so long until you file your taxes, which I found very interesting. Let me know what you think about this. Did you know about this transferability option of the credit? Have you used it? What do you think about it? Feel free to let me know. Okay, on to the final segment of the episode Frequently Asked Questions. The first one is how to notify the IRS of address change. Uh, so, there are different ways to do that. Uh, one of the most common ones is to file Form 8822, Change of Address. It's a very simple form, and you can file it anytime you change the address. Uh, also you can just file your tax return so once you move and it's about time to file your tax return you can just file your return with the new address on it and it will automatically I'd uh, indicate to the IRS that you've moved to a new address Uh, if you don't want to do any of these uh, you can also file a written statement Uh, you do have to sign the statement and you have to indicate your full name you have to indicate your old address the new address and you have to indicate your you know social security number or it whichever is applicable and you do have to mail the signed statement to the IRS address and I will put a link to the um, answer to this question in the description of this episode so that you can look it up and also if you don't want to do that you can actually call the IRS and tell them exactly the same information your name your old and new address and your social security number or IT uh, and notify the IRS in oral form but just on the phone they will probably ask you additional questions just to verify your identity so be ready for that All right, so the next question is the difference between form 1099-NEC or non-employee compensation, a 1099 miscellaneous, and a W-2. And by the way, I just randomly picked those two frequently asked questions. So when it comes to a W-2 form, I think everyone knows that it's used to report wages, tips, and all other compensation made to an employee of a business. And the form reflects a lot of other things, such as employees, federal income tax withheld, Social Security and Medicare. Taxes, other fringe benefits, maybe like pensions or health insurances, as well as uh, state income taxes and local income taxes if applicable. The Form 1089 non employee compensation is used to uh, reflect the compensation that you've paid to a non employee person, such as an independent contractor. Normally, you would file this if you paid at least $600 to a specific person or if you withheld federal income taxes form 1099 miscellaneous is used for pretty much everything else so if you made a payment to a person of at least six hundred dollars in rents prizes, other income you would have to issue this form and also if you made at least ten dollars of payment in royalties or broker payments in lieu of dividends or tax-exempt interest so for that the threshold is only ten dollars so this is it for the first episode thank you so much for joining me and i hope that you found the information useful or entertaining at least to some extent and i really hope to connect with you on the second episode which will be about private equity firms and the new SEC regulations that were placed on them and i hope you find that one even more interesting And uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, on my website or YouTube channel. All the links will be in the description of this episode as well as in the description of the podcast overall. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day in the meanwhile and I hope to connect with you next time.